Welcome back to another episode of the Noble Order of Savages. I am your host, Marcus, followed by my great and awesome researchable team here, Derek and Jason, and followed by our very, very awesome special guest. Thank you for having, thank you for coming back, Jared. Oh, glad to be back. I've been excited about it. Oh, yes. I was looking forward to this. When he told me that you were going to be a part of this episode, I was all giddy. I was waiting for today like a kid for Christmas. <laughs> well, I, I told, yeah, I told him, I, I, you know, I was just excited to get come back on, but then he tossed out the spicy topic. So, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it, it's it's going to be spicy today. So let me just start off by saying to, to my brothers here on the mic, how are you guys doing, man? How was y'all week? It, it was a good week. It was a very good week. Now. <laughs> <laughs> well, besides my car troubles, which are now, you know, resolved, thank God. Uh, yeah, I had, I had a pretty good, I had a pretty good ass week. Got to relax, play some video games, go for a hike. I was cool, man. It was, it was a bit of fun week, especially considering the fact I had a chance to sit down and look through some good articles to bring up. At the beginning here to warm us up, and of course the first, I, I, I'm sorry, I gotta, I, I gotta toss this out now just to get your opinion on this because this, this really fucked me up, and this is naked Florida woman wrecks two restaurants in taste after hurling bottles. <laughs> that that's about par for Florida. Yeah, that is about par for Florida. Okay, here we go. Florida woman was arrested for acting out of control at an Outback Steakhouse. Whoa, the Outback? Yeah, baby. You know what? At the Outback, they don't put up with that shit. But at the Texas Roadhouse, it it, it could fly. It sort of (laughs) goes. In a a Mojo Grill near Silver Springs, after she was found naked at the eateries, erratically throwing out alcohol bottles... (laughs) Hold on, hold on, hold on. Get into the good part. Get into the spicy stuff here. Yeah. She was topless. No, she was out of control, topless and banging on tables and windows at the eatery. And uh, the woman has flipped over some tables and was attempting to get into customers' cars shortly after she escaped and recklessly drove around in the parking lot, uh, claims the uh, police report. And then eventually... She stopped, started hurling bottles and insults, and they tased the shit out of her. <laughs> it's like a, a Grand Theft Auto or a Saints Row game at this point. <laughs> that's all Florida is. It really is. It's yeah, just... that's, bas- that's basically just like a Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> well, I will put it to all of you guys like this. Nothing beats Florida when it comes down to comedic uh, relief because in this time and age, <laughs> we need it. So I think... <laughs> the people of Florida for doing what they do on a daily basis to put a smile on all of our faces. Do you okay? think that, like there's like a giant like like uh like a ball turner like like where they put like a bunch of balls with like different numbers in it it's and they like turn a it. Turner? Yeah, 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 yeah. And like they just pull out a ping pong ball with a number on it and they're like, "Oh, okay, it's a 13." Okay, uh 13 is Crazy topless woman assaults uh, Outback Steakhouse. All right, there we go. Actually, I think it's happens. that. I think it's that mixed in with like probably a two-day conference where they all meet up <laughs> and they discuss how they're just gonna fuck everybody's day up. Just, just mentally fuck everybody on the headlines and what they're gonna do 
and then they're like, yes, yes, do that. It makes no sense. Yes, just do it. Well, I actually just thought of an, another funny one I saw on uh, Twitter a couple days ago. I don't know if you guys follow uh, any kind of cryptocurrency or stocks or anything like that. No. But there was something that happened at the uh, Bitcoin conference they had down in Miami. Oh, they have a conference for that? Yeah, they did. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> That's weird. Yeah, it's crazy, right? <laughs> Uh, there was someone who ran up on stage in the middle of this conference and had tearaway pants on and some like suit top and ripped it all off with a giant Dogecoin logo on it and started screaming Dogecoin to the moon and all this. Oh wow! It, it was it was pretty comical. That is. Is that funny. how you say that, Doge? Yeah, Doge. Doge. I thought it was dog or doggy. Yeah, I thought it was doggy Doge. for a minute as well. <laughs> But at the same time, I'm going to basically bring uh, back a little bit of reality here and ask, who has all seen the uh, falsy emails? Uh, I haven't, but I, I'm just treating it like every other thing that's come across the news about emails. Well, in all honesty, I just so happened to, you know, take a glance at them. Thank God the Secret Service didn't, you know, uh, kill me. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that dude, that was some very revealing shit in those fucking emails. Was it? Yes. Like he's dude, dude. He literally stated, he literally stated that the mask did not work. But there's evidence that the mask did work. (laughs) I don't know, man. He stated that the mask did not work, and of course, the original investigation on the Wuhan uh, laboratory, where they said, oh, it originated there. Then they switched it up and said, no. It didn't originate there. He, in his email, stated that, no, nah, I think it originated there. <laughs> he he said he thinks it originated there. Oh, he or, believes it originated he, there. So he believes. So he it's not like he's saying it's factually started there. He just said that he believes that it started there. Well, he believes that there's evidence pointing to the lab that it did originate there because there was okay and, and and again i'm i'm going back to my statement of just because he says that he believes that it started there that's not like a hundred percent concrete solid proof that it started there well there it's is just proof. it's just it's just people reading into what they want to believe well they have a little bit of information that kind of acknowledges what they were believing so they're just taking it and running with it i'll be honest i lost a lot of respect and credibility from fauci as as soon as he tried to suggest people wear two masks knowing full well (laughs) that one did not work he wanted people to wear two well i will say this jason he even stated in that email that there were there were early reports in november of 2019 where there were a few scientists who were rushed to the emergency room with symptoms uh, resembling that of COVID nineteen. Yeah. So, there, but there's been there's been symptoms of it like all the way back to like two years ago, like about two years ago in June and July, people were starting to get it. Well, yeah. So it's like so it's like you know I I, I mean of course I want to take it with like a grain of salt, but at the same time I take, like I, I you take, know. I, I take all that shit with a grain of salt. <laughs> it's just yeah, people. I, <laughs> I try to cut it with the like. I I did read some of his emails. I haven't really dug in because I don't. I, I suppose I didn't see anything that I thought was groundbreaking. But like, yeah. you know, when the when the swear originated story originally came out, it's like well, it's probably going to be the wet markets or the lab. 
Mm-hmm. Either one, like either one, is believable. Like me sitting in my chair, you sitting in your chair. Somebody's like, "Well, what do you think?" Like either one's believable. Yeah. And you look at it, and it's like, okay, labs probably going to have security uh, mechanisms in place, and the wet market's not so more probable. The wet market, but like all it takes is, and people will take that as, how yeah. dare you say. <laughs> that it can't have originated in a lab. And it's like, well, I didn't. Like, that's believable. They just there has been nothing to shift the weight the other side. Yeah. And, it, and and then now that it's the other way, it's like, okay, cool. Like that like cool. Then like when when anything like Fauci says or anything, like we always treat it as it's these big lies or diabolical or underlying, and it's like what Fauci is is a political liaison of medical science mm-hmm. to a president. So, like when he starts, when he starts talking, like he's always going to cut science with politics. Yeah. So it's like it, someone wants to argue the masks. It's like why are we arguing about masks? <laughs> like, like why are we? Arguing? Of course, they're going to say do something. Yeah. yeah. They you just know, can't. Like they're, yeah, they're they in just government. and like they just can't say not do anything because then it's yeah, like and then, and then people and then get pissed because it's like, like why didn't our government do anything? When people are like, well, you know, I don't think we should listen to him absolutely, and then people get mad at that. It's like, yeah. how dare you undermine the? It's like, well, like he's giving a speech for a politician, so yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's like I, I suppose it wasn't any specific instance of wear a mask, don't wear a mask, where this happened, where it didn't happen. It's just so much arguing over so many things that so many people aren't any kind of an authority on. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, what are we arguing about? Yeah, <laughs> I, like, what, what are we arguing about? I, I just love arguing at that point. I, I just yeah. love the, I just love the people that like. Absolutely believe the guy in his truck with the uh, um, Bassmaster's hat and that's going on and like pointing out facts like that guy's telling the truth. It's like, no, that guy's sitting in his truck giving his opinion and it just matches up with yours. So, well, you believe it. Well, see, see, that that gets me up to the topic at hand is that, you know, instead of everything being scientifically proven. Everything is done with data and research because a lot of people do not understand that the uh, the AI system that we have nowadays is very uh, advanced, okay? And the readings that it gives out, it's very accurate. But there's a lot of people who would rather listen to a guy or girl sitting in their car, giving their opinion and accept that it's truth. And it's yeah. like... That is the weirdest shit to me. Like, I've seen some videos where these guys just sit in their truck and they'll just give their opinion. And I'll go to the comments. I love going to the comments section. And are you, all right, brother. Yeah, he's speaking the truth. It's like, no, no. That's a fucking opinion, you idiot. Like, no. And you see this tidal wave now. You see this tidal wave now of, of SJW's fucking PC culture and it's like, fuck facts, run with your feelings. And that right there, it, 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 it literally destroys me to my core right now. Okay? Like, I, I, I honestly, uh, I, yeah. I, 
I hate talking with people who are not logical. Okay. I had somebody living I had somebody living in my house that was not logical. And that hurt me damn near every fucking rip we had to talk because I was like, look, I need I need I need this, I need some aspirin. I need some aspirin. That, that must hurt twitching. you daily. Like, who, <laughs> who are you talking to these days that that does talk logical? Where are you honestly, finding that? Honestly, that person is not here no more, and that is my ex-sister-in-law. <laughs> God bless her. You know, or should I say, God bless her heart. She was not the brightest candle in the candle shop when it came down to certain issues. And it just hurt me uh, to even talk to her because it was like she made no sense. There was no, there was no facts. There was no data. There was nothing behind what she was saying except for her opinion and how she felt. And it's like, fuck your feelings. But that's the facts. But that's the thing now. Like that's the thing, though. It, it's it's your your it's opinion. Else's idea, and you make it your well, you take it, make it your own, and you just run with it. You don't need to yeah. fact check anything. Yeah, you don't need to fact check anything. So I'm going to go ahead and say it now. You know what is the number one cure for COVID? What would that be? It's Dr Pepper. You know, <laughs> there oh. is there there has been a science. There's been I found this research on it. And I feel it's correct because um, Dr. Pepper, uh, Dr. Pepper is a doctor, so he has a medical degree. Yes, it may be flavor, but it's still a medical degree. Oh, and physiology. And physiology. <laughs> it gives you what and, you need. Um, and the, the fuzziness of Dr. Pepper, if you inject it directly into you and you have COVID, the, the 23 flavors that are in Dr. Pepper and the fizz will fight the COVID. There's a report on it. There, 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 I got me, I got an email on it, so it's got to be true. You're telling me that Mountain Dew is literally made from the Dew of Mountains? Yes. 100%, yes. I believe 100%. I have a I have an email on that too. I got from I, I got I got an email on that too from a uh from a uh, uh, a rockologist. A rockologist. <laughs> nice. Well, well, I will I will say this right now. I had a conversation about uh, two weeks ago with a buddy of mine at the, at the at the job, and mind you, this was like one of those conversations where it was like it, it was leading nowhere. Okay, it was just, uh, you know I go fishing, I carry a gun, you know those type of conversations. And then somebody walked up, and I guess they were part of the whole Pride movement or whatever, Pride Month coming up, or we're in it now. And he comes out of left field, and he's like, hey, guys, guess what's happening next month? And we're just looking at him like, uh, I don't know, what? Like, you know, free beer? Like, what the fuck? He's like, it's Pride Month. <clears throat> he's like, it's Pride Month next month. You know, we're going to you know, celebrate and da, 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 da. And the first question that came to mind after this person walked away was, why the fuck would you tell us that? Because he wants to celebrate Pride Month. Now, I understand that. I understand that. And that led down a rabbit hole of questions and answers that me and him were basically asking ourselves and each other. And I was like, and I had to be honest with him. I said, bro, look, in all honesty, if he would have sat here for about five more minutes, he probably would have left a little pissed off, but at the same time, there's nothing he can do about it. 
Because the best way I put it to a lot of people, and I will state this on the podcast right here, right now, I can give a fuck less if you like sucking dick or eating pussy. Okay? Whatever you do on the privacy of your home, that is on you. Okay? That is that is just, that's what I'll say. If you want to basically get married, be happily, miserably married. Okay? That's what you do. Because <laughs> once again, it's not affecting my taxes. It's not affecting anything that has to do with me. So why should I care who is in your bed? It's not an ideal of you caring who's in whose bed. It's the ideal of that you acknowledge that these people have rights and that they get their rights. Okay, so let's just go on off on a limb. And because like I told him, I was like, let's go off on a limb. And I walk into uh, somebody's conversation unannounced and say, hey, guys, I'm black. Black what? History Month. what? Black History Month is coming up. You keep and saying this, and, and yeah, I've never noticed that you're black. Has anybody else noticed that Marcus is black? I mean, I noticed that we were talking to a silhouette, but I didn't know beyond that. <laughs> I just thought it was poor lighting in Marcus's room. <laughs> but no, but no, my thing was, my thing was, is like, if I walked up to a crowd, unannounced, don't know what does, it, what does it matter? What does it matter? Like no, no, I want to know what does it matter? <laughs> no, it does not matter because guess what? Whatever, whatever is important to me is not going to be important to the next guy. Yeah, I just, am going to go on record and say, I vote next January. You start going to places like Outback Steakhouse <laughs> <laughs> and randomly telling people that you're black and next month's Pride Month. <laughs> wherever this conversation goes whatever points anyone wants to make my only real point is i want you to tell people you're black and next month is gay pride month in january and just mix them together just i I don't know bro i'm gonna whatever reason i love that that's beautiful on me just for that i will i will film that i will film that I know I was. Oh my god, that'd be hilarious! I know I was supposed to be listening to make points, but I swear to God, that's all that's been going through my head since he said that. <laughs> I'm just saying, like I just I will scrub have catch reactions. I like that shit. Yes, it's just scrub style. You guys are making points, and Marcus is at an Outback Steakhouse <laughs> in January. It's snowing outside. The snow's deep too. It's January too. Oh like, yeah. Up. So people are bundled up. And like he he has like a reveal because he's got his big coat on, and I'm picturing like one of them hunting caps with like the ears things that come down over top of it, and so like it's happening with like a big reveal, him shedding all the layers at once and being like, guess what, guys? I'm just guess like, what, guys? Vivid. I'm sorry. Hey, I'll let you I, go back to what I, 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 I to do about. this. But but the outfit that Marcus has to have on underneath like the big coat and like the big hat. Is a country western outfit, and, not, and like with with rhinestones, tassels, long and collar. Like, yeah, oh yeah, the long collar, long collar, boots. probably probably with like the little metal on the tip. Oh, definitely, metal. definitely. And then Marcus just rips off his jacket and goes, "Hey guys, I'm black, and <laughs> next month is Pride Month." And he yes. just runs off, and, and yes. it's just and it's just like like he just runs into the kitchen. And then, I'm, like, we just come back to the people, and like, the people probably be like, uh, I thought next month was Black History. 
I'm, I'm sorry, Marcus. I, I derailed everything you said, but that was that was just what was going. It was what was going. If you weren't going to, we probably were. <laughs> oh yeah, I was waiting on it. And and I hope I gen I like I'm serious. I really vote. I don't know if there's some kind of voting system you guys have, a democracy or things, but I, that's where I'm casting my vote. Now it's kind of like we have this monkey at Derek's house. And we have all these whoa, ideals whoa, whoa, whoa. on the wall. What? Oh, I'm not supposed to give show secrets. I'm sorry. Don't yeah, talk about Bobo. I'm sorry. <laughs> Tell Babu I'm sorry. Bobo. Jesus. Bobo? Did we change his name? I thought it was Babu. No, it's Bobo. It's always Bobo? Bobo. Oh, it has always. Marcus told me it was Babu. It was. It was Marcus. You, <laughs> you can't trust Marcus. He thinks February is Pride Month. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck are we talking about again? <laughs> <laughs> I was getting on my point. I was getting on my point on this whole. Oh, you want a point? I don't think I we had a point. No point about this oh my god, it's another Forrest Gump moment. Oh god. <laughs> oh no. Um, I'm right there. I, I was just getting over that. Had a nice deep talk with my therapist about that, and I was getting over it. Now you just <laughs> I'm mentioning it. <laughs> okay. It's gonna get weird very fast. Okay. <laughs> Then I'll go what, in on What was your favorite part of uh, Forrest Gump, yeah, Marcus? It's the part where Ginny dies. <laughs> One day I just <laughs> It's the part that's off screen when everything is taken away from him. <laughs> but nothing <laughs> is taken away from Forrest Gump. He's wholesome. Deal with in, it. In my <laughs> mind, off screen, everything is taken away from him. In your mind, the ending of Forrest Gump would be that he gets busted for tax evasion and has to go to like federal prison for five oh, years. It's nice that that <laughs> Beautiful. That would be fucking beautiful. Then I would like that deserves an Oscar. Uh, Forrest Gump is white. <laughs> yeah, well, it would be white collar prison. He'd be fine. Oh, he'd do like six months, then one year of probation, then he's good. So, do we just want to get right into the main topic? Well, <laughs> I, before you get off that, you know he ain't calculating the capital gains and stuff on all. Oh that no! Oh, here, <laughs> no, he's not. I mean, that is a very realistic ending to that movie. <laughs> I can just see it now. It's just like, and then Jenny died. And then these men from this strange government that had letters for names, IRS, came to visit me. <laughs> and they took everything. Yeah, I mean, it's very believable. It's I'm like, he could afford the calculator with a little receipt tab popping oh, up. Yeah. And then I imagine he sat down at the tables trying to work it. He ain't getting them numbers right. No. Oh, I could just see it now. Like I could just see the IRS asking for receipts from when he was running across the country. Right. <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Gump, who was running your business while you were gone? Yeah. I was running. Yeah, we know you were running, Gump. <laughs> OSHA's going to pop up and be like, we got some questions about the conditions of these boats. <laughs> <laughs> and there's just Marcus with a phone. I'll get you, Gump. Who else can I call? I literally don't think anyone else cares this much about Forrest Gump. <laughs> no. <laughs> we need to change subjects fast. Well, yeah, well, the, the American dream sung. You got the valid point. There are some serious holes in that plot. <laughs> Thank you. Somebody agrees with me. <laughs> exactly. Uh, 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 later on, we're going to have to do a deep dive into Forrest Gump to just we be done already. with it. No, we haven't. We've just scratched surfaces of Forrest Gump, but one of these days, we're going to need to do a deep dive into Forrest yes, Gump. Yes, we do. I'm pretty sure <laughs> he is 
he's a villain the same way Jar Jar Banks is a Sith. <laughs> Jar Jar Banks is a hundred percent a Sith Lord. Thank he's, you. He's, He's like he's like a Bernie Madoff kind of dude. Like like he's totally pulling some shenanigans, and it's oh, all just, an act. I can just see him now be like, Lieutenant Dan, we got to get these kids to work faster. But come, they're just kids. I don't care. We need more shrimp, Lieutenant Dan. Yeah, I mean he's <laughs> productivity is down twelve percent. He's the kids he's not good. <laughs> He's Where? been putting on an act since he was a kid. Sally Fields talked him into it. <laughs> like they left out the very beginning where she's like, Forrest, you're too smart to live in this world and people won't accept you. So play dumb and rob them blind. <laughs> and then <laughs> So are you are you comparing Forrest Gump to Kaiser Sose? Yes. Israel suspects. Yes. Yes, I mean that really need to get off Forrest Gump. Actually, okay, <laughs> like, no, no. It's totally one of those like Disney Maleficent takes where they just like give you the good light of the villain, so you don't see all the terrible things they do. But there's like four scenes cut out of Forrest Gump that show him to be the most vile, vile person in the world. He's, he's sitting there on a shrimp boat with like some Mexican people he's hired to like work for him, and <laughs> Lieutenant Dan's like, "You can't do this," and Forrest Gump's just like. Lieutenant Dan, we're in international waters. I can do what I want. Just the body falls over. Work like, harder. Like the extended scene of the of the shrimp <laughs> montage, and then and then Bubba finally walks away and Forrest drops the act and he's like, I dude's a fucking idiot, and I'm gonna steal all the shrimp and his money. Thank you. Out of you, friend. I'm out of okay. For, 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 you know, we are done with Forrest Gump. <laughs> we are done with Forrest Gump. Yeah, you can't bring that up around me. It's really everything <laughs> vile about American culture <laughs> hidden within a sweet candy wrapping. And I, like, I'm I, just I, surprised nobody has canceled Forrest Gump <laughs> because of it. Oh, don't worry. I'm it should be. About that later, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about a 12 piece essay on that, baby. We, we can cancel that, some bitch. I told Jason today, I was like, hey, you guys are having me on the show. This time I'm not talking about me and I get to say whatever I want. So it's <laughs> probably going to go off topic real quick. Should we go off topic real quick anyway? I know. It's like, it's we're, like a, we're like a hyperactive, hyperactive chihuahua that sees a squirrel. It's like, what? Yeah. Squirrel? No, we're talking about aliens. Come back. Mark. Oh, Marcus is gone. Something aliens about Brad Pitt. <laughs> That's right. Alien squirrel looking like Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh, I'm, going, man. I'm definitely going. You guys lost. Did you it. see the abs on that squirrel? It was like Brad Pitt. <laughs> oh, and the most glorious hair. Glorious <laughs> hair. It was such a sexy squirrel. God, I want to fuck that squirrel. <laughs> oh shit. Okay, uh, I'm gonna toss this out because I saw this interview uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, comedian Cat Williams. He did an interview where they asked him about uh, cancel culture. Wait, Cat Williams is comedian. Very funny. <laughs> you know, you know, you know, he's the king of comedy. No, he's not. No, he's, he's not. Absolutely not. Cat Williams is funny, but he's not the king of comedy. The whole that belt. <laughs> but no, he made a very interesting point about uh, cancel culture, and he believes that. You know, if you have to basically deep dive into the offensive, you're not funny. 
And in all honesty, I saw where he was going with that, but at the same time, I'm like, I I, I don't follow that. I don't follow that. I mean, but, yeah, you got. Well, you know, hold on. Yo, what's up? Let, let me ask a question. He said that if you have to deep dive into the offensive, yes. you're not funny. Yeah. Like, what was he? What was the point he was trying to get? Because there's a lot of really funny comedians that work clean. Well, see, that's, like, that's, that's, that's what I'm not. I, that's what I, was about to I think that's his point. If you if you have to shock, you don't have the inherent talent just to be funny. Well, no, because th there's also several different brands of comedy. You have just straight up, like, wholesome stories. You have shock comedy. You have dark humor. Like, there's all different kinds of comedy. It's not just comedy as a whole. Well, yeah, yeah, but, like, I, like, but at least it sounds like I didn't read it. I'm not going to speak like I'm an authority on what Marcus read or heard. But but there's a there's a concept to that. Like if you have an angle or a genre that you work well in or whatever, if you can do if you can't do something without it, then you are lacking the basic talent of just like like if all I can play is speed metal guitar not really a guitarist like if that's it if i can't right. play guitar unless i'm well, playing the well i say at that point it's the, the difference between being good and being great yeah and but hold on, but hold on. like it sounded like you were saying if you have to deep dive to be offensive if you can't get people to laugh by not being offensive then you're not really funny i it you know you can be offensive and be funny but you know what andrew dice play there's a good one. He said all sorts of shit that isn't funny at all. It was just shocking. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And people laughed, but like you get him out of that and he wasn't funny. Yeah. No, that's true. Because well, I say, well, I say it like this. It's like uh, the whole analogy about playing a guitar. You are literally just playing to your strength. You're playing what you are comfortable in. So if you are yeah. playing, if you're playing death metal, you're not going to basically wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm going to give country music a shot. No, you're going to continue to play death metal. That's what you're good at. So, uh, yeah, that's to, and, and, and another article, because I decided to deep dive this even more, it's not just offensive uh, comedians. It's also even the wholesome comedians that said that they will never play at a college campus again because there are the, the, the PC culture is too woke or just too fucking stupid to understand or appreciate the joke or, you know, the time, the timing and the mechanisms that go into a joke. And you got people like, you, and literally you got people like Seinfeld, fucking Seinfeld, okay, saying shit like this. And it's like, do you have a theory on this? Okay. And I, I, I told Jason before, like my stance on the idea of where cancel culture is and what it is, is... I think you see it because we all have, we can all bitch about what we don't like now, but I don't see anything different than what anything ever has been before. Like, I don't feel like there's some new culture of cancer. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's the same as like back in like the early, uh, early nineties, late, uh, early nineties, late eighties, when they were doing like that whole, uh, parental advisory thing. They were trying. Say, uh, back in my day. Back in, but like, my, as, day. Back in my day. <laughs> as far as comedians who won't do. I mean, I, I personally think it's a generational thing. 
like I think it's a generational thing. Millennials have now are starting to even age out of the 18 to 35. Yeah, 18 to 35 demographic. Mm -hmm. Like up right around and like 2015, I think wasn't that around when PC culture became the jump the shark year or whatever. Yeah, kind that, of. It was from that time. That was that's someone that coincidentally happened to be the year that everyone born in 1980 hit the end market of the 18 to 35 demographic. Everyone Gen X and older has aged out. Mm -hmm. And people don't market to you anymore. They just don't. Mm -hmm. Like everything you see all around us is marketing. Well, and no, they do market to us, but it's the AARP. Yes, yes. <laughs> like in popular culture, 18 to 35, that's that's, that's the demographic. The that's, that's yeah, the, and that's what you want to 2015 was the year that Gen X and older weren't in that anymore. It yeah. completely cut off. It's entirely millennials and trying to pick up Gen Z. Mm -hmm. So like when I see the comedians who say, well, I'm not going to do college campuses anymore. Like, do you got any that are in their 30s on that list? Or are they all 60-year-old men who are complaining about generation Y not getting their jokes. Yeah. I mean, and I mean like how many college campuses did Don Rickles do back in the nineties? <laughs> uh, you know, he had that great tour of the big 10. I remember that, that, but, you know. but like, I, I think it's, I think it's just generational change over like pop culture and what's acceptable and the bars here and there always moves. It moved when our generation was young and growing up, it moved when the generation before us was young. And then growing up, that voice moves. Older generations get mad when it moves every time. The only difference between every other time and now is that everyone is plugged into everyone. Before, when grandma didn't like your sense of humor, she couldn't yell at you about it. Mm -hmm. Now she can get on your Facebook. Oh, yeah. And be like, yeah. oh, Johnny, I don't uh, go uh, Trump or whatever, you know, that like, and, and everything is, that has made everything political where like political and ideas of right and wrong are just all in our faces all the time. But no one feels any different about it. We're just louder. Yeah, we're just louder about it. There's it's just it's, more it's, in your face about it. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and everybody. The thing that gets me with it is everybody's acting like this whole cancel culture thing is a new thing. It's not. It's not new. It's been happening for years. It's just we notice it more because we're more woke or whatever that is. No, it, it, it's not that we're yeah, woke. If, it's just we have more access to voice our opinions about it. It's if <clears throat> social media had ever been invented, no one would have concepts of counter count cancel culture and jerry seinfeld would still not be doing camp uh college campus shows yeah. because he would have went and done a few and a bunch of young kids would have been like who the fuck's this old man and why isn't he funny because yeah. he'd be like you ever notice airline food and and no one would laugh because like he's not speaking to a generation anymore like he's yeah. devoid of that generation. There are he, some people that can transcend that, but it's it's he has kind of become like 
our Don Rickles, our Jack Benny. Like he's yeah. kind of that 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 old school guard now. And yeah, as much as I mean, as much as we can respect him, but sometimes that stuff doesn't hold over well. And just because yeah, I mean, you hear how in- offensive Don Rickles is. You ever watch Don Rickles? Yeah, I love Don Rickles. Oh, love Don Rickles. <laughs> it's like, oh no, he called somebody a numbskull. <laughs> like, like it's like it's not that bad. <laughs> it's it's you know, yeah. So like those those boundaries just move and. Somewhere like probably starting because marketing is geared towards two things. They want the 18 to 35 and they're working on getting the under 18 because that's mm-hmm. the like any that's that's any, the next generation to, 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 have, to target. Yes. If you have any concept of continuing your business, you target the next generation because you got to get them before you're 18 or someone else will. And that's how you get loyal customers. And if you are over like the Coke thing, you remember. This had me laughing my ass off. You were, uh, I was at a place, just heard somebody talking about it. It was some like 45, 50 year old dude talking about how they're banning Coke because of whatever Coke had with the Georgia law. Oh, or whatever. Uh, they're like, did, did it have something to do with like, like, didn't Coke ask its employees to be less white? Yeah, there's yeah. something to do with that's That's a really generic. There's, Coke had an HR training thing for relating and they subcontracted out to another company. And one of the things you could take in the company had a module that inside the module, there was some kind of thing of how to be less white in the workplace. But it's not like a Coke. It wasn't a Coke thing. It was like a thing attached to a thing attached to a thing of a place that Coke hired out for a job. But people get you know. so wrapped up in that ideal because they said, Coke said to be less white that everybody just took it and ran and wanted to boycott it. But yeah, like, and it's one of the, and then there was the Georgia voting law, which I didn't follow. So I'm not going to talk if it's good or bad. I just know Coke was on the liberal side and said, we're going to do this. And everybody got mad. And I was just sitting around like some 46 year old dudes talking about like how he only buys Pepsi now. And mm-hmm. asking another guy, he's like, you ready for the band? Go woke, go broke, we'll show them. And I'm like, do you think Coke cares? How old are you? 45? There is no way that you are drinking the same amount of soda you used to. Because weight gain's coming, the possible diabetes. You're going to drink less and less. You got 35 years left. Coke doesn't give a fuck about you. They just don't. And it's fine. It's fine, but they don't care about you. They care about 18 to 35. So they're going to make meaningless gestures to pander towards those people. And because they got a lot of years left, the 18-year-olds might not even be sold on brand loyalty. So you got to keep them. And the people coming in, you got to get them there so you keep them quick. And it's like after 35, like if you're 40 years old and you drink Coke, you're not going to switch. You bought in. It's all generational <laughs> marketing. That's all it is. Yeah. yeah. And that's like all of cancel culture, I think, comes from this idea that we don't see anymore that marketing is 99% of our culture anymore. Mm-hmm. Just our culture is marketing. And yeah. well, that's, every, that's the American culture. It's just yeah. it's marketing and demand and trying to sell yes. things to the yeah. masses. Every 30 to 40 years, like, 
Because when boomers aged out, you had Gen X aging in, but you had the younger boomers who are closer to Gen X that, you know, they still kind of identify. So that marketing kind of did. And then millennials started aging in. So they quit with boomers altogether and they're mixing with marketing and you see boomers getting a little more upset. Like things are getting worse as they market more to millennials, but there's still enough of Gen X that it's like this and this, and then Gen X aged completely out of the 35 group. They don't target them anymore. And then Gen X sided with boomers. And now it's like, you guys are ruining the country. The only, like nothing has changed. The only <laughs> thing that has changed is m- market messaging. Mm-hmm. And, and like, it's just like, oh, yes, I agree. Coke doesn't care about the politics. No company cares about the politics. No company cares right now that it's Pride Month. All of them have rainbow flags. No company cares. They just want to sell stuff. Yeah. The only thing they care about is bringing money in. That's all yes. they care about. But, yeah. but getting mad about that change, in order to do that, you have to think that when they marketed to you, they were being sincere. It's and they were a lie. <laughs> it was a lie. A lie. Too. When you identified with it and bought the stuff and whatever, like it was just as fake then. It wasn't real. It wasn't real culture. Nothing really meant that. They just wanted you to buy stuff, and then they stopped marketing to you. Yeah. Whenever, whenever, whenever I see somebody getting mad about like the changes, like you know the Coke thing, or they taking the Indian lady off of the Land of Lake stuff, or something like that, it just reminds me of somebody yelling at the sun to not be bright. Like no matter how much you yell at it, it's not going to change. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. That's what I was about to get on. Was that you know I see uh, not just items but also celebrities. They get canceled. They oh we got canceled all this other stuff. And you see these people cheer online, and I'm like, okay, what did that really change? Is there uh, is there going to be you know a new law passed? Is our law is our lives going to be better? Is our taxes going to go down? Is the war with Nothing. It's Nothing. Just, oh, well, Kevin Spacey got canceled. Okay. What's next? He's still rich. Yeah. Nothing. Miss Butterworth. <clears throat> Butterworth. They changed Mrs. Butterworth. And it's like, okay. No, it was uh, Aunt Your Mama. Aunt Your Mama. They changed Aunt her. Mama. Aunt Your Mama. They changed her. And it's like, oh, no, that- he got rid of because of the racism, uh, systemic racism. It's like, okay. So what happens after that? Like, uh, uh, Mrs- pay out to somebody. What happens? What happens after that is Mrs. Butterworth's company or Aunt Jemima, whoever owns Aunt Jemima, they continue to be profitable because they effectively pandered to the younger generation who's going to be coming up and buying pancakes. And the whole Kevin Spacey thing, though, the reason why he got canceled, it wasn't because of like him saying or doing something. It was just kind of turned out that he was a predator of young men. And, well, I mean, I mean, like some people, some people get themselves canceled because they're just shitty people. A lot of people forget Ellen DeGeneres used to have a sitcom and it got canceled two episodes after she came out gay because everybody said it was too gay. Yep. I remember back that. in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah, but there was a there was a difference between what happened to Ellen and what Kevin Spacey did. It's, I, it's true. Kevin but Spacey was saying, a great uh, actor. And I mean, if it if it was just Kevin Spacey got canceled because he was gay, then there's something wrong there. But Kevin yeah. Spacey, it, it kind of came out that oh, he liked to, you know, yeah. diddle force himself onto people. 
That's what got him canceled. The Ellen thing, yeah, yeah. and that's, that's shitty. But that was like a different view. I'm not saying it makes it right. It was a different time, and it was like, whoa, we can't be that gay. Yeah, absolutely. Like in uh, the Me Too movement, you take the Me Too movement. Like, there's validity in that. It's silly to yeah. think there's not. I mean, there's, and it's also silly to think people won't lie about it and take it too far. Yeah, but but that doesn't mean that the validity isn't valid. Like, and that's the problem with all these kind of big, that's it's where everyone, this is why you should read Dune, because Dune will tell you, and within every, every revolution sows the seeds of its own demise. When, uh, um, when you do anything large cultural movement, it's always the same as every other large cultural movement, because there are valid things that need addressed. There are people that will exploit it. And the people who can profit off of it most will get the power, become the most powerful with it and wield. So like, I just want to interrupt you for a second, Jared, because I am absolutely impressed with how smart we just made our podcast sound by connecting cancel culture to Dune. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and Dune also does a good job of explaining what the current generation is doing right now, because as Paul Mwadib would say, the power is not in controlling anything, but being able to disrupt it. Mm -hmm. That's who has the power. So like, it doesn't matter who controls the spice. It's the person that can disrupt the flow of spice that calls the shots. And that's basically just what the younger generations are doing. They're just not playing the game like, oh, you're the ones in control, so you're, we're going to follow. Yeah. And that's, but that's never, I don't think that's ever been different than what it's, that's always how it's been. And that's it, how we get these generational changeovers, which is it, why they pander to the younger generation because we're all old and like, I don't care. Like, like, let's be honest. Nobody gives a fuck what, none of us give a fuck what Coke does. You drink Coke or you don't drink Coke. Thank you. But young kids, they care. And so, yeah, Coke is going to pander to the younger generation because they're the more long-term buyers. They're going to drink more sodas. And they're the ones that will fuck things up just to do it. It's just the way it's always been done. That's why you pander to the young generation, to shut them up. We're all old and too lazy to care. And nobody cares because we're old. (laughs) Well, my thing is, and this is my theory on that. And I was telling a buddy about this because I'm like, when you see, you know, who's getting canceled, what's getting canceled. In all honesty, it, to me, there will not be any type of significant change. No. No. To me... It's just the corporations. The corporations and the government control the out the 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 outcry of the of the of this of this councilness because let's face it, we're not aiming at what really needs to be aimed at, which is the politicians, the corrupt politicians, the corrupt you know government or any bullshit like that. We're aiming at shit that has insignificant meaning to our lives, stuff that we will yeah. we barely pay attention to that barely affects us. Like who gives a yeah. fuck about a movie star or a rock star? getting canceled like there's like for one of them that gets canceled there's like another thousand of them that's making their way into the music industry versus a politician who basically is selling out you know their their fellow countrymen to big businesses or or overseas uh, adversaries they're getting a fucking pass well and that's about that 
that's why it's a perfect system is because and why companies don't pander to genuine political concepts they pander to uh cultural political ones yeah because most average people culture is upstream of politics like i was gonna say look at nike 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 is the biggest fucking you know uh uh company that pulled this stunt because look what they did with the colin kaepernick shit they didn't give a fuck they do they did not give a fuck about this guy not being picked up by a team they can care less but they saw money out of this yeah what did they do they did the fucking commercial with them they knew that it was going to be backlash they knew it was going to be uh um outrage but they still walked away with millions of fucking dollars and the the, the thing i think that I, I laugh and i don't i don't know political affiliations of every anyone on the show so no one feel that i'm sh- taking a shot at anyone if i say this my political affiliation is uh, Flying Spaghetti Monster, right. a giant meteor. But like one of the things that always make me chuckle is what cancel culture is, just boiled down to its purest form, is capitalism. Yeah. It is it great so, capitalism. Yep. And that the right right now has the bigger problem with cancel culture. Just, like, I just laugh. I laugh because, like, that is your platform if you're on the right. This is what you fight for. You fight for companies to have this freedom to make their own choices, sell what they want, do what no government repercussions. Like, this is what you want. And, like, they're like, oh, well, that's cool, but the younger generation is skewing left of you, so we're going to pander to them. Sorry, (laughs) you know? We we got we got a lifetime of your money. We want theirs now. <laughs> the 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 truly sad thing that I I I, I kind of see is just the ideal of people getting upset about corporations like changing things or something like that, and then that like that corporation changing is what's ruining the American way. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like it's just a company, man. It's, it's it's a company that doesn't give two shits about you. And it, it has yeah. nothing to do with it being the American way. It's just, oh, they took the Indian lady off the land of lakes butter. Yeah. Like that, that, that's ruining America. And and I do get where the perception comes from. Because, and this is where social media plays in. Because if no social media was, pl- was in place, Aunt Jemima would have still been removed. And no one would care. Yeah. But it, because everything was going to move this way. But now when someone says, why would you take Aunt Jemima off? Someone will say, because she's racist. And then people will argue over what racism is. And like total cultural hot button points. And I mean, they'll get down to where they're both saying really mean things to each other. Like really mean things things about how horrible of a person you would have to be to have this as a personal philosophy like all wrapped around the context of a pancake box and a syrup bottle a syrup bottle is the is the symbol of racism in america right that where it was just a company that looked at it was like hey you know what i bet we could sell probably more syrup if we changed that yeah i like (laughs) i don't think 
any kind of there's been any kind of change that cancel call i like i say it's fake it's not even real but like i get that there is a trend but like the only thing i think that we're noticing that's different is and it's obvious because like, like social media i mean you log on facebook what's it ask you what's on your mind today <laughs> that's like don't spray that at anybody okay just put it down you shouldn't even be playing with it oh well you're gonna be fine just just don't yeah it's, it's glass cleaner it's all right. <laughs> got it on you but don't drink gotta it. love kids gotta love kids <laughs> yeah it's all right if it's on your arm just put the bottle down and everybody's fine yeah i don't even know what they're saying <laughs> but apparently not that old. I'm upstairs and I could read glass cleaner on the bottle from <laughs> That's awesome. But anyways, yeah, like all we are experiencing, we aren't ex- all we are experiencing is a usual generational flip over in marketing, people not liking it. It's just we are experiencing the raw unedited feelings that normally people would ignore of their own because they don't matter. We're experiencing them written out and taking someone writing that out as that it's important to them. So somebody got mad that Aunt Jemima, like somebody got mad Aunt Jemima got taken off the pancake box. Like that would have happened regardless. But in a no social media world, they would have been like, but who cares? Yeah. But in a social media world, they throw out that random bird flying by of a thought. And it's like, how dumb is that? And then someone puts them on the defensive and say, argue your point, debate me. (laughs) And then they do. (laughs) And so like all this stuff that doesn't matter, everyone is just pretending is serious. Yeah. And that's like, that I think is the overall tone of what cancel culture is. It is a bunch of people just saying shit that they don't even care about. And then letting people, make them pretend to care so we can all feel right in an argument maybe mm. yeah i say shit that's wrong all the time people call me out on it and i'm just like yeah probably fuck <laughs> it i'm wrong i don't care whatever yeah, sure i think shit happens like like i do you hear what what i say when these guys just bring up the topic of forrest gump yeah i say dumb <laughs> shit probably you got me i mean that's that's just what i do and i think it's i i think and, you know, part of it is the generational thing, too. Old people are not used to this. Derek, I know you're not old people. A lot of what I say will not, like, you, you'll probably be like, who's this old fucker saying, <laughs> oh, saying no, 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 no. common sense shit that it doesn't even need repeated? Old people I, need I, it. I think I was born in the wrong generation, by all means. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're just, we didn't grow up with, the younger generations will have grown up with, everything they think expressed online and how everyone thinks about it and it will be old hat to them and they'll have their own etiquette our generation was never going to have an etiquette what is facebook is it a water cooler is it a conversation between friends are you on the corner with a megaphone saying the end of the world is coming is it you hanging out down in a couch is it a private conversation on the phone it technically it's all of it you can say it's whatever you want and you can defend that opinion Mm-hmm. but like in real life if i was like we're on a podcast now if we were all sitting on a couch i would have said shit far worse 
and more <laughs> offensive than what I have right now. But people don't think of it like that. Like if we feel like we're sitting on a couch, I'm going to talk like we're sitting on a couch. If we're out in public, I'm going to talk a little different. If yeah. we're in a group setting with people, I don't, I don't know. Like we all have that. But then our generation gets on Facebook and it's like, we don't realize that it's all of it at once. And we just say it's my wall. So whatever is whatever I want it to be. And it's like, well, you can say that, but it's just not reality. So we have no etiquette and it's just, we just, we just rage at everything that disagrees with us. And that's like all it is. That's all it is. Like younger generations, culture is not going to be any different in terms of cancel culture, but they'll have grown up with it and be like, fuck people. I don't give a fuck what he said. Fuck people. And like, they'll have their own etiquette and it'll be a lot more pleasant. Mm -hmm. That's, that's my kind of thoughts on all of it. Like we aren't experiencing a cancel culture. We are experiencing a few generations, probably boomers to the most degree, uh, Gen X slightly and millennials at the end of it who are probably better at it than the other two, just not knowing proper com communication etiquette on a platform where we communicate. I mean, boomers, nothing against boomers i love boomers but you get a boomer on social media and it's literally your grandparents trying to ask you to program their vcr to fucking record lawrence welk this we, evening said they they're they're the funniest things ever <laughs> they don't mean to either oh i i've already kind of threatened to put set up cameras in my house and record my parents and put it on youtube yeah um, have it already? oh boy i haven't yet um i keep threatening them with it uh, yeah but... like and 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 part of it is us younger generations like we don't know the responsibility like people who when the boomers were our age their grandparents could do dumb shit like that and they could say whatever they want about it mm -hmm. because it wasn't everywhere that's the other thing now like nana shares a uh, article from the onion to prove how the country has gone downhill and liberals are planning a social takeover or whatever and and like the grandkids like just destroy her <laughs> like it's not uh, the same shit anyone else would have said but it's like it's it's in public now like you are publicly flog flogging nana <laughs> because she didn't realize that the onion is satire so like it's just everybody overreacting because no one knows how to act the onion is satire since when right <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think that is what happened. Cancel culture is not anything to do with, like, I mean, you can go back to the 70s, 70s, late 60s. I can't remember what they called it, the rural purge or something. But there's like so, a five-year span where they canceled every show, like the uh, Beverly Hillbillies and yeah. anything that had to do with rural life. Like, you can look it up, and it's actually got a name, but you'll notice that all rural, the big popular rural-type TV shows just disappeared for city set ones because it was just channels changing with the time marketing to yeah. more demographics well, it's, it's, fact it's, is if I you mean, look at growing statistics urban left culture like um city culture cities which skew very left are growing faster they're the biggest markets and if you're going to target something for future profits you're going to hit the you're going to hit the place where the population's growing the most, most and that's cities and that's left. Mm -hmm. And so that's what you're going to see, but it's fine because this is why I say can't like, I, I had you guys watch the same Sanguasuga bog video, menstrual, <laughs> my buddy, like 
Yeah. If cancel culture existed, that would not be a band. They would have not got signed. The video would have never got made. I mean, for anyone, I don't, I don't know if you can spell but, it. I but but there, but but with that subject, because we've talked about this a little bit, is you're you're that's a whole different thing because that doesn't fall into the mainstream of media. Now, yes. if it's like a subculture type of thing then it's free. It runs. I mean, you yes. look at, you, you, you look at a lot of different things, like a lot of independent films, like fuck, I just watched Nicholas Cage in Willie's Wonderland destroy. Yep. I mean, yeah. And that's, when but, it's, and when that's it's subculture, the what? that sounds like a gay porn. No, dude, it's a, it's a, it's an awesome movie. It's Nicholas Cage playing pinball, Willy's drinking Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. It's, like it's a porn or a gay bar. <laughs> but it's all it is is Nicolas Cage drinking beer, playing pinball, pinball, and destroying demonic animatronics at like a Chuck E. Cheese style well, I, place. I suppose that's my point. Like, if you say cancel culture, it really exists, but it only applies to mainstream. Mm -hmm. Like, what happened to thrash? What happened to cock rock? What happened to grunge? What happened to new metal? What happened to metalcore? What happened to alternative rock? Well, what it all became mainstream. Well, yeah, it all became mainstream and then was canceled. Like, it like, wasn't. It wasn't like, canceled. It just it became formatted to mainstream. No, it was canceled. Like, it was absolute canceled. They played Nirvana, Teen Spirit on MTV and canceled every '80s cock rock band that was playing the day before. But that's not. They but that's not. <laughs> but that's they not canceling. But that's that's just going back to what you were saying before about things changing when grunge came in it was a new style that yeah, was if, it was if, a new marketing thing and yeah, it wasn't it wasn't it, it wasn't falls out of a trend you get canceled that is what canceling is like that is canceled you are canceled well, yeah but it's <laughs> not it's not canceling in the sense of we're canceling uh, 80s cock rock because it's offensive no it's we're canceling 80s cock rock because it's not making money Yes, and that there's. I mean, there's the. What I'm saying is, is that there's a difference between the type of cancel culture that people are and trying I'm, to push out there, and, and then what saying, the cancel culture really is. And I'm saying well, there's not because well, you explained well, both. I gotta, of them I gotta agree sense. with Jared here because you gotta look at it from this standpoint. If it doesn't sell, then it's a problem. Yep. Cancel culture. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do not, yeah. I do not disagree with because that. Controversy yeah. So when you see yes. somebody getting canceled or you see an item getting canceled, I mean, look at Nike. Once again, bringing up Nike. Their, their stocks shot through the roof after that fucking uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, commercial. Even though you had people online burning the jerseys and the shoes and the hats and all this other shit, you still had people running out, going out and grabbing it. They outweighed the people that were outraged. Yeah, for... For anyone who says if you have a conservative view, you're going to get canceled, you can buy a coffee sold by guns, guys with AR-14s mm. talking about freedom. And you can buy their coffee. It's mar that's it's marketed like that. I can't remember the name of the coffee, but like black, it's black rifle coffee. I know who black rifle coffee. If black cancel coffee. culture if cancel culture existed, black rifle coffee could not exist. Mm -hmm. But they make money. So like you said it, Jason. You said it perfectly. And it's why it is the exact same thing. If you're not making money, you get canceled. That's both. No one is getting canceled. Maybe Kevin Spacey. 
but yeah. doubtfully. Well, doubtfully. Kevin Spacey and Harvey Weinstein and a few other people yeah. like that. Yeah. And I'm even going to throw this out here, and people may disagree, but I'm saying doubtfully they got canceled for their actions and not because they weren't going to make any money. Yeah. Like, Hollywood yeah. has a long history of people getting exposed, and when no one cared, they didn't <laughs> get canceled. Mm-hmm. The fact that culture, like, it's a hot button in culture now isn't, and they think it's wrong is of why they got canceled. It's because they're not going to make any money because of yeah. they got canceled. That's all. So it is. It's the same as Cockrock getting canceled. It's the same as Alternative yeah. getting canceled. Corporations looked at it and said, like, what's her name that got dropped off Mandalorian? She uh, said Gina- something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. She yeah. said something. Disney is deathly worried about Netflix having the. I mean, both of them are spending more money than the business model um, warrants right now. But what they're trying to do is get the most subscribers now, and then yeah. put the other out of business and pay off in the end. And Disney ain't fucking with that. No, they might lose some money, and that ain't happening for them. So they're like, "Fuck you, gone." They don't give a fuck what she said. It's They're just like, the ideal that it was going to be negative press and it could make if, not make them money. That's all it work, is. If you work in entertainment, marketing, or politics, only rule, don't fuck with the money. And that's what all of this is, is people fucking with the money because they don't know who they're talking to. Like if uh, Gina wants to say the things she wants, she better find she better find someone that puts out entertainment marketed to a right wing and she'll be able to say it all day long and never get canceled. And that's why cancel culture doesn't exist. It's capitalism. Well, because no one's getting canceled for anything but fucking with the money. Well, Jared, and that's capitalism. Well, Jared, I got a, I got a question for you. And I pose this to everybody, please. I would love to hear your opinion about this. What do you believe? Uh, how do you feel about uh, not just comedians and actors and rock stars, but even just everyday people? who are against cancel culture, but they play it safe to not basically push the envelope in that regards. Because there uh, was, there, I did read an article. I did read an article. Uh, I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, I think it was uh, Chris Rock. I believe it was Chris Rock. I'm trying to remember who it was. But they said that comedy is somewhat dead because there are there are up and coming comedians who are scared to uh, push the envelope of their material because they want to stay in the safe realm of not being caught up in cancel culture. And he said that is a disservice to comedians. And at the same time, it sort of it it, it sort of became boring. Basically, not only attend comedy uh, shows but also movie theaters. And also uh, music f- uh, performance because everybody is trying to play it safe because they're scared to get canceled. I, I could absolutely see that. I, I, yeah, I, I'll let everybody else answer first. I've kind of sucked the air out of the room. A couple of times. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely agree with that 100% because say that you have some kind of risky material, you're a comedian, you want to go up on stage, you think I'll get some good laughs here and there, but you know it's probably going to step on someone's toes at the same time. Mm-hmm. you're not as likely going to go up there and do it anymore. A lot of old school comics, they like to go up there. They'll actually interact with the crowd. They're situational comics. And they'll take something, throw it back at people. They can't really do that as much anymore without people getting offended. And they'll go online and start making all these posts on Facebook, on Twitter, all over the place. Mm-hmm. And that could potentially kill any drive that they possibly had. So I could easily see them basically dumbing down their comedy and 
go, not going in their safe zone, like what they think is funny, like what they want to do, just to try and please the masses. I can hundred percent see that. But here's the thing, though: the like you look at one of the Dave Chappelle specials that he did, like he went out there and he just did his same normal routine, and it was funny. What? I think the problem of it is, is, is because you have comedians that think, well, if I want to make money, I have to go this route. And it kind of all goes back to the same thing as before is I'm going to make money, but there are still comedians out there that are still pushing the envelopes. They're still going and doing the comedy that they want to do. It's just taking them longer to get noticed and brought up. Look at how long it took Jim Norton to get famous. It took him years yeah, and and, and the, the myth of cancel culture or the lie that has been presented to us of what exactly cancel culture is, is it's been going on forever. There's still there mayhem still goes on tour to this day. And you talk about a band that has completely that, that they've had two members kill people and kill other members. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and, and, but yet mayhem's still going out on tour. Manson still goes out on tour, even though there's all this bullshit that's going along with Manson. It, it's it's not. It's just people are just playing it safe because that's where the money is. That's how they're going to get famous. That's how they're going to pull. Because what's going to make them famous is how many tickets they sell. So I it's get- not. It's not the ideal of, you know, they're just playing it safe because they're afraid. No, they're just playing it safe because they want to make that money and they want to get famous. Well, I, I think it's an element of both. Well, well, before you answer, Jared, I'm going to present this to you, okay. uh, Jason. So let's just say they do play it safe. They do make it uh, to the big leagues. And then they try to switch it up. That, I mean, don't you think don't you see that as a problem when at the at the start of it you should have just been original from the beginning? I mean, no um, matter, no matter Bob how, Saget. Bob, hold on. Um, I have heard stories that Bob Saget. That's all I have always, to say. Bob Saget has always been a dirty. That's all. That's all I that I do. I've no, heard no. You look at you, you look at look at look at, but look at what he did with Full House and look at what he did with America's Funniest Home Videos. Yeah, he completely changed his act so he could make that money. So somebody going completely clean, and then one day just deciding, you know what, I'm going back to being like Doug Stanhope. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. This this yeah. is a question that I I think brings out the beautiful, poignant um, topic of like when we talk about woke culture and social justice and perspectives, your truth, speak your truth. People get so mad about speaking your truth. Truth is truth, kid, speak your truth. Here's the real question. Well, you just, uh, Marcus, did you say Chris Rock was the one that said it? I believe so. Here's the real question. Did that not happen when Chris Rock was coming up? Or the, not, not the specifics of what you could and couldn't say, the overall tone of this is what's popular. You have people play it safe to make money and people scared to go their own original route. Did that not happen when Chris Rock was coming up? Well, yeah. Well, of course. I, actually, actually, I would say it was a 50-50. Because I mean, I mean, when Chris Rock was coming up, there were comedians, and of course you had a platform for it. Uh, you got to remember HBO's uh, Deaf Comedy Day. Yeah. 
but, and but that also, was a, to me, that was a no holds bar, including uh, uh, what was his name? Uh, Patricia, also, what's that? No, it was a uh, what's that comedy? Uh, it's a Comedy Central um, roundtable with uh, comedians. It had Patricia yeah. Neal, uh, yeah, and Greg Giraldo was on there often. Jim Norton was there a lot. Yeah. Uh, Colin Farrell, yeah, but like, and that was no holds bar. Like these guys didn't ripping yes. at each other. But that's what I'm saying. Don't contextualize it as your concept of what pushing a boundary is. Mm -hmm. Any concept of pushing a boundary. Imagine being 19 right now, where everything you've seen growing up from older generations is people pushing the boundaries in a certain way jovial around a topic, um, maybe offensive language, um, purposefully sexist or racist for the point of being sexist or racist. Is pushing the boundaries continuing that or is pushing the boundaries calling that out because that makes people mad? What is pushing the boundaries? Whose perspective of pushing the boundaries are we talking about? Like, I, I agree when we're talking, that's why I said the speak your truth thing is actually poignant. If you contextualize concepts like pushing the boundaries or good and bad in your own perspective, there will be, you will never look at anything, you will never look at anything unbiased because you have already created a bias of what that is and what it isn't. If you create an idea where pushing the boundaries is this kind of offensive, this kind of pointing things out, this kind of something. And somebody comes and that becomes pop culture, that becomes mainstream, that becomes you expect Andrew Dice Clay to make fun of you. You expect Jay, Gre Greg Giraldo, who I love, to say horrible things. You grew up on George Carlin where he'd say the seven words you can't say on TV just because saying them made people shocked like if you grew up with comp comedians who said things just because saying them made them shocked what they were saying is only pushing the boundaries in the context of what is shocking once it's no longer shocking it's no longer pushing the pushing the boundaries and if a whole society becomes desensitized to that why isn't pushing the boundaries pushing back against that saying that's fucked up and here's why you're all wrong for doing it and pissing them all off by doing it. I could absolutely say right now, I do not think that this this newer generation that I'm unfortunately a part of could handle <laughs> George Carlin this day and age. Well, probably, I think probably they could. Not. I don't think, I think so. they could. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm not I'm not disagreeing, but like the purpose isn't who's more shocking. The question was who is being original and pushing boundaries and is cancel culture bad for comedy? These ideas of boundaries have always existed in comedy and they change from generation to generation and every up and coming generation of comedians has to look at it and say, am I going to do my own thing? Am I going to play it safe? Am I going to split? If Chris Rock pushed boundaries, he pushed boundaries of a time. He's not pushing boundaries now. Doesn't if need he to. was original and pushed boundaries it's and became successful, it's because his concept of pushing boundaries was the marketable concept of pushing boundaries for a time. I promise there were funny people when Chris Rock was coming up that were a 
offensive as fuck and never got anything because they pushed the wrong boundaries. I promise there are comedians that came up with Chris Rock who played it safe and didn't want to say shit like Sam Kinison or Andrew Dice Clay. They had a more this kind of sense of humor, but they were afraid they weren't going to make money and money was in calling people out in the crowd. I mean, you think, what's his name? The Roastmaster General. Uh, Jeff. Jeff, uh, Jeff Ross. Jeff Ross. Do you think like he goes up these days and has fun making fun of people in the crowd at this point? 100%. Like, you think he's not doing that for cash? Do you he think like if he has, still enjoys it? If he has some kind of comedic um, passion for a craft, do you think he wants to keep getting up and doing the same thing night after night after night after night after night after night after night, after night? for years? Well, that, that, to me, that depends. I mean, you might love what you do. You might understand what your style is. Like, and it's none of that. But I'm just saying, like, all these things people are throwing out, like what you threw out in your question, mm -hmm. it never not existed. We are just looking at it from a perspective of what it was for our generation and saying that's not what these comedians are doing. But metalheads, a slayer wouldn't play with death metal bands because it was cookie monster metal and not real metal. There was a time that happened mm -hmm. I, because that's what older generations do. They forget why they did shit to begin with. They buy into their own shit, pretending like it was the only way to do it. And then young kids come along and tell you to fuck off just like you did to the generation before you. And they say it yeah. just because it bothers you because they're kids and it pisses you off. And they're doing the same thing that we did that... The, the generation above us did and the same thing it's all the same the the um concepts are the same the playbook's the same the only thing that has changed is the perspective and every generation gets old enough and starts thinking they had the right perspective and then refuse to look at anything a younger generation does from their perspective perspectives are not the end-all be-all truth but it's good to look at other people's perspectives even when you don't agree, just to remember that yours is not the only one. Well, yeah. See, uh, there was a video that I uh, ran across, once again, deep diving in the, the rabbit hole of YouTube. And there was a movie where these kids, they were in this uh, police office, and this officer was talking to him, and he was like, oh, you think you guys are the first generation to, you know, rage against the machine? You right? They're basically oh, that's just cringy, a cop trying to be cool. Hey kids, I know you're trying <laughs> to rage against the machine. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. But yeah. Hold on. but he had but but dude, he had a very awesome valid point because he he even expressed he was like, dude, we did the same thing y'all did. We fought mm -hmm. against the government, we 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 raised our fists and all this other stuff. We were angry, you know, that sort of stuff. And he was like, as we got older, then we started to understand that our views are not the end all be all. Yeah, start to understand I, that that's not how the world works. That's because we're young, fresh-faced kids with ideas that may seem innocent and practical and easy. Does not mean that it works in the real world. And I was yeah, like, and that's like, yeah, that that that's pretty much what it is. That's that's where it comes down to is like, like, I mean, it's just it's that perspective thing. I mean, like, have you heard the term clapter? In return, in re reference to comedy, how people say people go for clapter instead of laughter now, like the yeah. Uh, yeah. oh, very good, very good. Like it pisses the older generation off when people go for clapter. 
Now, I don't know about you, but if I was 18 and I knew what pissed off people, the older generation, and they bitched about my generation all the time. I don't know about you, but what would be hilarious to me is Clapter. <laughs> Just because it pisses people off. And I'd be fucking doing it and laughing my ass off. Because that's one thing older generations forget about younger generations. We all rage against the machine. We all want to change it. We did our thing. Um, I'm technically a millennial. So, Derek, I think I'm with you. Yeah. But, like, I'm, 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 I'm June of 81. Like, I'm, I'm the first print. Like, I'm the one that they started kicking out. And we're like, well, this isn't right yet. Just you're, you're, you're a first edition millennial. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, the, we got to fix it, but just sell it right now while it's, <laughs> while we can't. But uh, we're, we're both millennials, but on different scales of it. Yes. Because you're, you're but, 81, uh, I'm in 92. So, <laughs> yes. Yes. We are, we are the bookends. But, um, but like, that's, that's the whole thing is like, we get older and I, 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 I grasp a lot more of Gen X, I suppose, because I was early millennial and raised rural. So basically I was born in 81 and a hitting teenager around 94, but where I lived, it was still 1987 mm -hmm. kind of thing. So Gen X makes sense to me on a lot of facts, on a lot of things, but like Gen X did their shit. They fixed some things and they fucked it all up while they were fixing it. Like they pushed back against the satanic panic and yep, uh, yep. evangelical conservative culture. And they did it in a shitty teen way and forgot that as they got older to where they stopped realizing that sometimes like after there are times where you're offensive for the point of being offensive because that's what needs to be done. But it's not always. And if you keep going once you've won your battle, now you're just being offensive. Mm -hmm. I guess. They forgot that. So, like, they, they fixed things. They fucked their own shit up. And now the young generation is going to come in and do the same thing. And the older generation just gets mad because they don't want the younger generation to make the same mistakes. But they're gone to. And that's where the fight is. Like, it's just the older generation not biting the bullet and say, yep, yeah, these kids are going to fuck up. They're just going to fuck up. They're going to fuck everything up. They're going to fix shit we fucked up. No one likes admitting that, but they're going to. They're going to fix all it's kinds all of things we fucked up. Game. That's all it is. Yes. yes, and that's, I mean, that's that's what life is. So, like, cancel-wise, nothing's different. We're just all together all the time. I can, I like, who am I? I'm just I think fucking... the biggest difference is the platform. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't exacerbate cancel culture it exacerbates people arguing over it. Cancel culture is the same. Like, like I've told quite a few people who are like, this is cancel culture. And I'm like, I remember when Firefly got canceled and you didn't say a goddamn word. You have no allies here. <laughs> Hell yeah. Fuck you. If now it's... you suddenly care that people get canceled. But, but, you know, like, if Firefly would have gotten canceled now, that would be a big thing all yeah. over the internet. Be, yeah. I mean, anything that back then got a full page taken out in a major newspaper by fans as a plea to bring it back on social media would be super viral. But it wouldn't have changed the outcome and everything still would have happened the same and why it got canceled would still be nothing yeah. about the cancellation. It, didn't, it didn't make money. It's just the reaction. That's mm -hmm. all it is. So cancel culture isn't the same. Really... And that sounds shitty when I say this, but really the big thing around cancel culture 
is people who were only ever fans of pop counterculture, but not real counterculture, get way more mad and rage about it. And that's the only difference. Because if you were counterculture in my day, when Cannibal Corpse inevitably scheduled a show and then you bought a ticket and it got canceled, we didn't have anywhere to bitch about it. So we just sucked it up. You know, I, you never heard me yell about how I couldn't buy Torso Fucks not 2005 erotic, erotic diarrhea fantasies in Walmart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be right now. So. so, like, that was counterculture. And it got canceled all the fucking time by everybody. And we just said, yeah, I get it, because what I like offends people. Now, people who grew up listening to Howard Stern, George Carlin, and was like, oh, they're, they're pushing back against, they're not. You just weren't fans of counterculture. You were fans of a pop counterculture and accepted counterculture what actually was counterculture what actually was offensive has never been accepted no i mean look at look look at like in the 70s and 80s and all the punk shows that got canceled yeah. by the cops like and punk, that's but eventually punk became acceptable and it became a mainstream counterculture but yeah and that's that's why i sent you guys the thing i'm gonna i'm gonna plug him again because i just think Devin has done a great job um that's why I plugged Sanguasugabog and sent you their video, Menstrual Envy. Anyone listening, you want to see a hilarious death metal video, Sanguasugabog. I know you can't spell it. Um, I can't either, but pull up Menstrual Envy, YouTube it. There's our, they got, just got signed to Central Media. Like, say, send me the link and I'll make sure to add it on our Facebook page. Yes, I will. Like, it is a, a hilarious, hilarious video. video. It is I've watched it. shocking and graphic and like, if you ever knew anybody who was passionate about doing death metal and doing it, you will meet a person with a work ethic unparalleled to anyone because there is no scene. There is no venue. There is no place. You build it across the country by yourself for yourself. And they did. And they got signed. And like I watched him when he was just, you know, I've had him on Facebook since he was just jamming in a local band. Like, I watched him do all his work. The work he put in is, is insane. And his lyrics are more offensive than anything we've talked about today. Like, by far, it's just like, and, and he put in the work, and he did it. And they got signed to Central Media, and they made a video with Troma, and they toured. And, like, things are fine. It's just people who were part of an idea of Taboo that... Uh, that never really were. It was accepted taboo, and they got away with it. And now they'd have to do the genuine work that someone like Devin would have to do to succeed off of it. And so, to me, the pushback against counterculture feels like uh, it feels it feels just like whining, I guess, because I watched someone work against it the way I always saw people work against it. And he didn't complain, he just did it. Mm -hmm. And so, like, that's... Growing up in death metal and having friends that still do it and care about it is why my views of cancel culture are pretty, like, because Because there's always been a way around it. If you were truly transgressive, you had to find your own way. And it can still be done as easily as it ever could, which is actually really hard. So there's there's my diatribe. Okay. 
So I will basically aim to wrap this up with the last hoorah here. We can go around here. Uh, Quiet. My, 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 you? my question to everybody here. <laughs> my question to everybody here is, uh, uh, where do you guys see this heading? I mean, do you see it going towards something positive, something negative? And if it's something negative, then how do you believe we should basically get out of this endless cycle? You guys go ahead. Talking about the problem, what's going to be the solution? I, I don't see it ending because at the next generation, it's just going to be something different and it's going to be something new. It's never going to end. Everyone like, always has something to bitch and complain about. It's nothing new. It's always going to happen. Yeah. I just think the platform might change when the next best thing comes out. Like we had Facebook and MySpace and all this stuff. And everyone flocked to those, started putting their opinions out there. It's, it's just going to transform into whatever comes next. No. But yeah. There's always going to be people out there just hating on things or j just stirring stuff up just to do it. Yeah, yeah my, my guess in trends is going to be what it always is. Leave it to Beaver came in and then people wanted Simpsons. And now people want... Bob's Burgers. Yeah, now people want things that promote like moral values again and then that will go... Like, that's what we'll do, and it'll be overtaken and become insincere and seen as disingenuous for what it is. And then, I mean, you already see that happening a little bit, people pushing back against it, even in the younger generation. It'll go too far, and they'll overthrow it with offensiveness again, and then it'll just keep, like, I think it will just keep on like it's always kept on. And not that even that's a bad thing. You know, each time I think it gets a little better, like... We didn't have a satanic panic. I mean, for our woke moral posturing, we didn't attack Dungeons and Dragons as satanic, and we haven't excised an entire music genre kind of deal. So it probably just gets a little bit better each time as people make less mistakes. But it just I think it's the focus changes. Yeah, it, it's just going to keep cycling back and forth and and Derek's absolutely right I mean young kids already call Facebook for old people I mean yeah. <laughs> like teenagers are already like I need a Facebook you, that's you, for old people the next best thing is that, that's all it is what, what, yeah, what it is. so what are the kids doing nowadays is it that TikTok is that what the kids are doing I, I can say I, that because I, I am the oldest Instagram. one here that damn TikTok god damn TikTok Back in as my day, we didn't have TikTok. We just had we had MySpace. And there was nothing wrong with MySpace. I'm surprised you didn't go back to Zenga. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get I me remember, started, Derek. Don't get I me started. I had the AOL chat disc. <laughs> oh, <laughs> disc. oh, God. But, as long as whatever the kids are doing, they aren't. <laughs> hey, you quiet. Sorry, yelling my dog. As long as whatever they're doing, they aren't doing it on my lawn. Fuck it. I'm yeah, fine. Uh, kids get off the, my lawn. Those, those keep, damn kids better not get on my lawn. Keep your, keep your fucking fancy shoes and your wraps and your jobs off my lawn, you kids. <laughs> my milkshake is my milkshake, and it's not bringing anybody right. to the yard. <laughs> That's a whole but, different conversation there. <laughs> is it? I thought it was this. I don't understand these references these kids use. No, you break out your milkshake. I'm in your yard. Totally. Well, that's oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> 100%. I'm in that fucking yard. 
Well then, I got a nice <laughs> peanut butter milkshake working up. Oh, nice. But no, I'm just like, you know, uh, I, I agree with you guys. It's 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 going to be a revolving door. Every generation yeah. is going to yeah. come up thinking they're going to basically be about change from the outside, pumping their fists, so, you know, you know, it's just going to come down to whatever's next. Lines up and all yeah. sort of shit. And while they're doing that, they're just going to get older and older and then realize what the real world really is. And then and I try to waste the time. Went to the side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet what's next is rich people making money. Ooh, those rich people making money. That's we need to do something about that. That's that's the one thing that's like set. That's gonna happen. Them rich people are gonna make their money. Oh man, oh, yeah. we need to cancel that. We need to cancel that. <laughs> cancel the rich. <laughs> cancel the rich. I, I'm not. I'm not for canceling rich. I don't. Uh, I I I just say we eat them. <laughs> like I, uh, I, I I don't know. They're a little too rich for my blood. Yeah, nice. It's, it's not a li- like it's not a liberal policy. It's not a conservative policy. I don't want to tax anybody. I don't want to take what's not ours. But I still say we eat them. It's the can. It's the cannibalism party. I feel like it solve everything. I, but, I, you know, Jared, you're onto something because I mean they do eat organic foods, right? So right. I'm gonna poke a little plot hole here. Okay. So, what free range? Because our rich. Full grain, organic, (laughs) rich people, right? It'd be it'd it'd be like eating. It'd be like being able to eat like a horse that won the Kentucky Derby, because you know it's rich and like it's really good. Oh, so like I'm all for eating rich people. Like knowing that they would take offense to the fact that I used Sweet Baby Ray's instead of some like three hundred dollar bottle of barbecue sauce. Oh fuck that! Sweet Baby Ray goes on everything. Thank you. <laughs> or something. I don't give but, a fuck. They, they can be cursing me out while I'm chopping them up. I'm that's that, it's gonna be a big ass fucking five gallon. Oh, you're not gonna use sweet baby rays. And and there's the great poupon. Like, I, I get my barbecue it's sauce. The, it's it's <laughs> not real barbecue sauce unless it's from the barbecue region of France. Otherwise, it's just sparkling molasses or whatever. <laughs> and 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 I'd be like, dude, you're getting sweet baby rays. You're getting dipped. Baby ray bath. Deal with it. And that's that's why I'm in favor of it. So, so yeah, cancel culture isn't real. Eat the rich. That's pretty good. Uh, way to wrap that up. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, that's perfect. Great, <laughs> Martha. Put that on the shirt. I will buy that. <laughs> I swear, and then that's I how we become the rich, and, and we shirt, get. Eaten. I am buying it. <laughs> I'm wearing it proudly at work. <laughs> I'm, I, I, to the I care everything. greatly about marketing, and that's why. <laughs> I could just see it now. The immortal words of Jared Collins: "Cancel culture isn't real. Eat the rich." Right, <laughs> and then and then underneath, sweet baby Ray's logo. <laughs> they haven't hired me as a marketer yet. Like you want to pander to the younger generation, man. Eat the I, rich, sweet baby Ray. I now want to somehow get sweet baby rays to be a sponsor to our show and we like we could just start putting sweet baby ray on everything rich people poor people uh children cats dogs if we eat everyone all our problems go away i i agree 
I think we well, already discussed my issues with cannibalism on the cannibalism episode. Eat everybody. Climate change gone. War gone. Poverty gone. Carbon footprint. Hunger. Hunger. I'm low. Hunger's definitely <laughs> gone. Yeah. Hell yeah. So somebody call up Sweet Baby Ray's and say, hey, I got a proposal. Oh, dude, I I'm, I'm going to hit them up tonight. Like, hey, look, how would y'all like to sponsor our show? <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, yeah? What are you talking about? They listen to the show. They want to put Sweet Baby Ray's on rich people. And you know there's the one guy in the back going, hell yeah, let's do it. Wait, no, they'd, they'd hear the Sweet Baby Ray's Eat the Rich t-shirt, and then they'd yeah. steal it and sue you guys if you <laughs> ever tried to say that it was your idea. Is <laughs> is what would happen. Yeah, that's true. That is that that right there is the American way. And then the ultimate irony would be us eating the rich that own Sweet Baby Rays by covering them in it's Sweet, Sweet Baby, Baby Rays. Rays. That's like poetic. this is y'all fault. You made it so good. And I'm like, this, this is for the fucking shirt, you assholes. <laughs> So before, before we, <laughs> I think we need to start here. before it gets premeditated. Is there any, any projects, <laughs> any shout outs you want to basically toss out? Sweet baby rays. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, uh, just the normal. You can find us on uh, Facebook in the Noble uh, Noble Order of Savages Facebook group. Uh, you can find me Hi. on Instagram. <laughs> Hi. Hey, <laughs> You can find me on Instagram at the Noble Order of Savages JM. And you can find me on Instagram at the Noble Order of Savages Howl. So please, you, please, you can like, find me. Share. Oh, please go ahead. Go ahead. Where's my man? You can find me at Sweet Baby Ray's with a pork. <laughs> I'll be there. Somebody bring potato salad. And if, they're, Ooh, if there are fucking raisins, you're getting eaten too. Yeah, the people that put raisins in potato salad are the same people that complain about mayonnaise being spicy. They're rich and they're getting eaten. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I am so dude, I am so behind this movement right now. <laughs> I want that shirt. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna promote Sanguasuga Bog again. Devin Swank. Um, he's the singer. He's also in a band limb splitter. I use him as my uh, my basis of everything, and uh, they're just you're in old school death metal. They're a really great band. I'll send you the link so you can link it to the video. But uh, just I've never seen anyone work harder in music, and someone needs to tell people that. And I will say this about the video: the video is fun. It is amazing. If you love, yeah, trauma, it's blast. If you love trauma, like it is pure straight up trauma. Uh, watch the video and and support it. The music's good. I dig the music. Okay, definitely will. And with that being said, please like, subscribe, share, and leave some comments. We don't care if it's good comments, bad comments. Hey, it's a comment. I'm pretty sure we'll all get a kick out of it. <laughs> so with that being you said. Don't canceled. <laughs> hey, if we're on the top of box to get canceled, I'm like this. Bring it. It's going to be fair. <laughs> okay. So with that being said, I want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, you guys have a good night. Peace.